everybody. I'm here today with Davina Donovan. How are you? Hi. <laughs> this thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. So I, I just asked you to come on because we've known each other for a couple of years now, I think. We were together in like a business mastermind and you used to work really closely with parents and teenagers and help them communicate better, right? And so I think in this time, it is so important to just have a little chat. And I know you don't have much time, so we'll try and condense it nicely and give as much value as we can. People are at home, they're stuck together and things are just maybe not working out as well for parents as they think they would because they're not teachers, they maybe have not learned how to deal with their children. But before we get stuck into that, do you just want to like introduce yourself a little bit of what your expertise is and what you currently are doing as well? Yeah, so I am a psychologist by trade. I've been in the psychology industry for about 13 or so years now. I do run a psychology practice, although these days I'm, I do more education and training and less therapy. I do still have a couple of clients that I, I see, uh, but I suppose I work mostly with parents and families around you know, solving conflict, uh, working on any relationship dynamics, supporting parents to better understand their kids, uh, increase their emotional intelligence, behavior management, those types of things, um, yeah, in various capacities in my career. Uh, and today you can see I'm actually in, I do own a gym as well, uh, mental health and fitness, they are like best friends when your mental health is okay, you can exercise and when you're exercising, your mental health is okay, so it's, it's kind of yeah. hand in hand. Uh, so, yeah, gym owner and psychologist is, I suppose, my title. That's awesome. And I just wanted to have a chat with you because, like I said before, in this time, and I have children myself, and I was lucky enough, our school stayed open until last week still, even though there was only like 25 children in the whole school, which was quite nice. But working parents were allowed to keep wow. their children at school. But what are some tips that you can give people that they can use on an everyday basis if they have always been working their kids are always away what is something that can kind of set them up for success having them home weeks and weeks on end yeah yeah, it's a good question I actually did a live on my uh, Facebook page the other day and I, I'm often doing lives into the um, our gym membership group on this topic exactly I think the biggest most useful tip is to have a level of routine and consistency. So at the moment, we, we are in a world where everything is unpredictable. We don't, uh, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or how long this is going to go on for. And it's really, really easy. And I'm watching this unfold in front of me. It's, it's easy to just wake up and stay in your pajamas and just kind of see what happens. But when you've got kids at home, kids desperately rely on predictability and certainty so as a parent my biggest piece of advice is to bring predictability and certainty back so even if you're not at school even if you're not going to the sporting you know events on a Saturday and birthday parties and stuff like that is to try and set up some sort of daily routine that you stick to regardless so get your kids out of bed feed them change their clothes out of their pajamas even if you're not leaving the house that day yeah. that then they start to understand that that's that's what I know and that's what I expect. Um, and I know it's like it's so hard for parents to keep kids entertained, but if you can schedule certain activities on certain days. So kids used to think or, or you know, understand that on Thursdays I had ballet practice and then on Saturdays I had 
you know, soccer. And then Tuesdays I'd have tutoring and they, they knew what was coming. Mm. Uh, right now the routine is lost. So if you can set tasks and activities into their week so they know what's coming, you're going to help significantly decrease their anxiety about what's happening in the world at the moment. That'd be my absolute number one tip. That's great. Actually schedule something in the house. I haven't had that idea yet. I'll definitely implement that. And getting out of your pyjamas is difficult, but, you know, you just got to stick with it. And what sort of um, things do you say people, parents should have a chat about with their children? How do you explain what is actually going on? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, There is no sort of simple black and white answer to that. It's going to depend on the age of your child. Um, my The big piece of advice is don't just tell kids what's happening. Uh, what you do is you introduce fears that are unnecessary. So there's no point saying to your kids, oh, hey, you know, did you, you, know, did you hear about the 800 deaths in, in Italy? All that's going to do is scare them. They don't have the cognitive or emotional maturity to process that information. What you're better off doing is actually having a conversation with the kids. This is regardless of the age. Obviously, your language will slightly alter if they're littleies versus if they're teenagers. Uh, but actually say to them, what do you know about this virus? What do you, what do you know? It's like a little bit of a quiz. Um, and let them tell you what they know and what they understand. And say to them, do you have any questions? Like, what do you not know about? What do you want to know about? Rather than just feeding them information, you need to filter what you're giving them. Um, And a really nice way as well to do that is to ensure that you're cutting off access to things like the radio and the news um, and social media to a large degree, which is obviously challenging for your teenagers. Um, But you, as a parent, you need to hear the information from very, very factual sources and then feed that information to your children when they ask questions. Uh, For teenagers, I would be sitting down with them and actually having a bit more of a mature conversation and helping to contain anxiety a bit more by um, making sure they know what's going on in Australia, helping them to navigate what is factual on the internet, what's fake on the internet. Um, It's kind of like a a, a double, double education lesson for teenagers. Go through the internet with them and help them decipher fact from fiction. Uh, so, you know, long-term future, they understand that not everything they read on the internet is true. Yeah. Difficult times with teenagers. I don't have teenagers yet, but how do you make sure that your teenagers actually stick to the rules? Because I, oh. I was myself, like, I, I was a, not a bad teenager, but I ran away once for like four hours, but I thought, wow, I was running away. <laughs> for me, it felt like that. And they want to see their friends, like they want to hang out. So what would you recommend those parents? Do? It's such a good question. I too ran away from home when I was younger. Um, I took canned food and realised I didn't have a can opener, so I had to go back <laughs> home, <laughs> which was very funny. Um, look, it is really difficult because you, what, you, what you don't want to do is scare teenagers by saying, you know, if you go out of the house, you're going to catch this virus and it's going to make you very sick and you're going to infect other people and it's really bad. Uh, that just creates unnecessary anxiety. But we don't want to go into that false sense of security to say, you know what, you're young, you're healthy, you're fine. Again, with teenagers, I think it's, it's sitting down with them with reputable sources of information, uh, guidelines from, say, the World Health Organization, the um, Australian Medical Association, and actually sit with them and make sure that they know what's actually going on. 
uh, and, and empathize and validate their experiences. I know you're not seeing your friends and that's, that's really crappy. Um, you know, I, I, I know it sucks, but this is your opportunity to use that amazing you know, technology that you guys as teenagers know all about. Uh, how can you maximize the time that you're spending with your friends by using apps like, you know, house party, um, zoom, Snapchat, like this is where, you know, sort of unfortunately, but fortunately teenagers are, are hooked on their device and we're kind of needing them to use that, but use it in a way to stay connected with their friends. So they're not physically connecting, um, you know, and I've seen some teenagers post some really cool stuff, you know, zoom with all their friends on it and they're posting you know selfies with their friends they're being really creative so I'd almost give my teenager a little bit of a challenge about how creative can you be to stay connected to your friends without physically going out um, and another really useful tip with kids of all ages when they say stuff like why are we stuck in here this really sucks um, it's it's a very disempowering feeling for all of us to be you know trapped in a house and not see people but give them a sense of of um empowerment so they know they're helping to solve this problem so make sure they know that by washing their hands you know staying away from people following the rules what they're actually doing is they're helping to keep people alive and that's actually that's an amazing thing that you're able to do right now it's not about you not getting sick it's about helping to protect the lives of other people and I think that's you know that's pretty cool uh, and pretty um, powerful for any kids to be able to understand. That's true. I actually have a question for myself because I have a six-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl and he has a very, he's very fiery, right? And if they now hang out 24-7 together, they are fighting like you wouldn't believe. What are some, I guess, things that I can implement, but also things that they can do on their end to make sure we're getting on a little bit better. I know it's hard because we're always together, but help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the, probably one of the number one uh, um, dilemmas for parents at the moment is your kids are at home, they're stuck. At least you could take them, you know, to their own sporting event and kind of split them up. But Look, it's similar with adults. You know, if you're isolated in the home with your partner, it is likely that arguments will increase just because it is a stressful time, uh, you know, where everyone's going through something challenging and when we are stressed, we take it out on the people that are closest and now we're close to these people, you know, 24-7. Um, look, there is no simple fix to that, but a couple of tips which might alleviate it. I think the very first tip would be you may have to, uh, learn to, to tolerate the new norm that maybe a little bit more arguments in the house might be something that is just something we have to ride for a period of time. Um, but under, try and understand from your kids what, what is actually contributing to the arguments. So if they're bored, um, I work with, a, well, I have worked with so many kids who they start to pick on each other just because they're bored and it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> I pick on my sibling because I'm kind of getting entertained buy them back because they're feeding my you know my argument so if they're bored your 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 parenting I suppose duty there is to help them stay entertained uh you know I've I've used many times before the boredom box you get sit down with your kids they have a separate boredom box that they go to and you put activities in there it could be like literally anything but get them to contribute to the box so they like the activities that are in there and if, as soon as there's an argument or as soon as you hear that I'm bored 
go to the board and box and get an activity out. And the, the, the rules are that you have to do whatever activity you pull out. So this relies on parents being ridiculously organised, which I know is challenging uh, for some of us. I'm not a very organised person. Um, but hopping on the internet and finding recipes, there's things you can do in the garden, there's DIY things, there's science experiments, there's there's obviously educational things. There's so many things that you could put into a, a boredom box. Um, the other thing with kids fighting is just about spending too much time together. So make sure in that schedule, in that routine, that you're scheduling in activities that they have to do solo yeah. so that they are getting their own, you know, downtime. Uh, uh, another big thing which, which can cause arguments in siblings is that one or, or both are actually struggling with fear or with anxiety and you're actually noticing what's called externalising behaviours. So kids will internalise, um, become sullen, withdrawn, sad. Other mm-hmm. kids will externalise, they get fiery. It's like the fight or flight. They get fiery. They pick on things because they're actually, that's their way of communicating that uh, I'm not okay. I'm scared. I'm stressed. I'm out of my routine. This whole world's really uncertain. So again, it's hard to know what to do with your children specifically, unless I was to talk to them, but um, try to understand why you think it's going on and then solve that particular issue for them. Um, And if it's an anxious kid who's worried about the world then putting that predictability, that certainty, offering that comfort that, you know, we're all okay, we're okay because we're staying inside the house and we're okay because we're practising good hygiene, which means we're okay, keep offering that comfort and you should see start to see some of that externalising behaviour start to disappear. Yeah, that's amazing. I just talked to my daughter about it in the car randomly. We were going to buy some activities to do at home and I asked her, Isabella, how do you feel about the whole situation? Is there any questions that you have? And I just started this very natural flow of conversation with her just to put her mind at ease and said, we're fine. We're not going to, you know, have any issues whatsoever at home, you know, but we need to make sure we keep other people safe. That's how I started explaining it. For my son, it's a little bit more difficult because he's a bit younger, but I think he just feels like it's the vibe in the house too, right? We are at ease. We're still having fun. We're playing board games. We're going swimming. But one thing I want to touch on, because I know you have to go, not everybody has a gym at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. I, live, I live in a gym, essentially. <laughs> what do people do at home? Like, if we don't have, I know I just bought a really expensive bike, stationary bike, but not everyone has like two grand to spend on a bike right now. What, what, what are some simple exercises, even stuff you can do maybe with your kids? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, oh, look, lots of stuff. It, it's so important right now, I, I believe, more so for our mental health than our physical health yeah. is to keep active. Um, um, I think what I'm finding not only as a gym owner and you know talking to my members about this stuff, but just the wider community, there's a real sense of a lack of motivation. Like gyms are shut everywhere shut kids sport is shut our you know you can't go and play your netball game with your team like it's just all it's all gone so to to feel motivation to get out of bed and work out in your home that's is why we join gyms and join sporting groups is because we have somewhere to go we have people to talk to um so one of the things i can recommend first of all is it's almost i almost want to show you this you need to draw a little triangle on a piece of paper and at the top of the triangle you need to write your goal what is my goal my goal is to 
go back to working out every day of the week. That's my goal. But right now at the bottom of the pyramid, the little triangle down here, this is where I'm currently at and that's not doing anything. Because what's difficult right now is to go from working out every single day at the gym or wherever you are to then doing nothing because you've been so busy and impacted by this. You can't just go straight back up to working out every day. Yeah. It's, it's too hard. So you need to draw some lines like a little ladder and put some really um, achievable, easy goals step by step. So it might be day one, I put my exercise gear on. I don't actually going to work out. I'm just going to put my exercise gear on. That's a start. And then day two, uh, I might just take the dog for a walk. And then day three, I'm going to keep upping my ante until I get to where I used to be. Um, and really great things with kids, obviously walking pets, the dog if you've got one, um, but still engaging in some level of team sport. So if you can go to the park or if you've got a big, big enough backyard, again, I would schedule this in so they know that exercise is a, a regular part of our life, mm. is trying to introduce them to new games. Like if they were netball players, if you can re replicate some sort of netball hoop or a soccer whatever you can do to replicate what they were doing so they don't lose those skills completely. Yeah. Um, there's heaps of, obviously, heaps of workouts for, for you as adults or for teenagers to, to do online. Uh, we have an app. We're part of FitStop, which is a, um Australia-wide brand, but where I own FitStop Nunda and we've, we've got an app um, and it's downloadable and we interact with you so we can see you, we can talk to you, you can talk to us and we say, hey, I can see that you're, your squat's not deep enough or um, I can see you're taking a rest. Excellent. You know, five more seconds, get back onto it. Um, and part of my role is to message you on a regular basis to check in, make sure you're okay and hold you accountable so that that kind of hierarchy we're talking about, getting you back up here, you've got my help and support to get up there so we can kind of help you along the way. Um, but with kids, it's such a nice thing. I think if you can, as an adult, if you can get yourself into some level of exercise routine and then let your kids watch you do that and bring them in. It doesn't matter, you know, if I'm I'm on screen, you're watching me do a burpee and you're at home and your kids are going, what is this? Teach them what a burpee is. Mm. Because all, all that's doing, it's not necessarily about the exercise per se. It's about modelling to them that exercise is a really good part of life, that it's good for your mental health. And when they watch you do it, they start to understand that the importance of exercise. So you're, you're modeling really, really wonderful behaviors for them. I love that. That is amazing. Thank you so much. I have to check okay. the app. Is it fit stop? Fit stop. Okay. Yeah, fit stop. And we're Nunda. We've got this, there's quite a few fit stops around the place. But um, for anyone watching who's, who's interested, it is fit stop Nunda, which is we're located in Brisbane, but the app is actually. Uh, anybody, you don't have to physically obviously come to the gym or be a local to Nunda now. It is available and very soon to be available worldwide, which is kind of cool, I think. Okay. But our mission and our complete mission is just to keep people moving. Um, yeah. yeah, we've had many people's lives have sort of stagnated and it's, yeah, it's really, really hard. And I, I know as a psychologist, I, I'm, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but we can see a potential for a rise in mental illness and a rise in isolation and all these things. So being able to interact with people on this app, not only as a social connection, but you're getting your body moving, which is just so vital. For those parents that have teenagers, you've written a book, actually. Um, where can people find that and get that? Yeah, well, you have to contact me directly because I, <laughs> tell you a little secret, it's available on Amazon, but it, it's way too expensive. <laughs> I would 
I wouldn't pay that much for a book, um, but you can. I, look, you contact me directly. You can go to uh, me on Facebook, Davina Donovan, or, or Speak Team, uh, or hello at speakteam.com.au, uh, and I can send it to you. Uh, it's actually it's actually a really good book. I have to say that. Um, it's called What Your Teen Is Telling Me and Why They're Not Telling You, uh, and it's it's from my you know 13 years of work in the industry and teenagers tell me stuff that they just refuse to tell you as a parent. So this is my uh, collection of um, stories and hints and tips directly from the, you know, the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, well, it's a pretty good read. Yeah. My will be teenagers at some stage. Well, my eight-year-old already pretends like she is. She's already, because we now have this app going with the teachers where we can email one another and she's just in front there emailing her friends all the time. It's like the beginning of like having a mobile phone, you know, and going back and forth. Oh, my yeah. God. And well, it's actually quite a good book to read before you get to the teenage years because oh. it does, it kind of sets you up to understand what to do in preparation. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for your time and doing them on to video. You look fabulous. <laughs> um, I'm actually a little bit sweaty still. <laughs> amazing. Wow. My, my, my. <laughs> I'm going to have to do my triangle thingy because I have not done anything yet. We have, well, I did go on a little scooter ride yesterday, so that was nice. That's and better than nothing. Automated ones. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, if you guys have any other questions, you can reach um, Davina at SpeakTeen. And if you want to have the book, you can email hello at speakteen.com.au and go check out FitStop as well. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for asking me to come on. Bye. Bye.